0: What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. As always, I am your host, Tony Mango, and my targeted review for this edition, as you can tell, is Mission Impossible Fallout. It's the sixth movie in the Mission Impossible series, and I just got back from seeing it not that long ago, so you guys are going to get my fresh opinions here of uh, everything that I saw, everything I liked, everything I didn't like. Hereby referred to as the Hits and the Misses, because that's how the Review Point podcast goes. I'm gimmicky. I like stupid things like that. (laughs) Why not? And, uh, of course, before we get into the actual, you know, uh, deep diving of some different things, I want to give you a quick kind of non-spoiler review of the movie. So, for right now, for a little bit, you're not going to be spoiled if you listen. Uh, General idea. Um... When I, uh, let's actually go back a little bit and give a little bit of a backstory to this. You have heard this before, I'm sure, when we did the For Real Movie Club on the Mission Impossible series and stuff, but, oh, you know, maybe you didn't check that out, so I'll give it to you right now. I had originally seen Mission Impossible 2 first. This is a rare thing for me because I'm pretty much a stickler when it comes to, like, if I miss the first minute of a TV show, I want to go back and watch it, unless it's something stupid, you know, Big Brother or something like that. But I kind of refuse to see movies out of order. I kind of, I never want to like start watching a TV series midway through or anything like that. So the only reason I saw Mission Impossible 2 before I saw anything else was I saw it in theaters and I went kind of on a whim and it was just kind of like, hey, do you want to go to the movies and go see some like dumb action movie? Hey, Mission Impossible. Yeah, let's see that. And I didn't really think twice about the idea that it was Mission Impossible 2. So my impression of Mission Impossible 2 was some of this is kind of cool. I like the soundtrack a lot. I love the soundtrack, I should say. It's one of my favorite movie soundtracks that's out there. And, like, Thandie Newton is pretty, and Tom Cruise can pull off the long hair. Like, you know, the action's fun, but it's kind of dumb. That's basically what I was uh, going with. took me a couple of years to actually watch Mission Impossible 1, and admittedly, kind of thought it was a little boring. So I'm glad that I saw Mission Impossible 3 because that's the one that turned things around. I really think that Mission Impossible 3 is so much better than one in number two. By the time Ghost Protocol came around, I figured I would check that out, better than Mission Impossible 3. Then Rogue Nation came out, better than Mission Impossible 4. So it's kind of just a thing where it's like, all right, does this keep getting better and better as time goes on? And I got to tell you, it's it's hard not to say that maybe mission impossible fallout could be the best one um i think it's probably more on par with three four and five as opposed to superior than them but they all have the same kind of feel a little bit more so ghost protocol and rogue one and fallout they really do feel like they are connected so if you liked those two You for sure are gonna end up liking this one. I mean, it keeps the same characters; they're the same, uh, you know, interaction that they have between each other and everything like that. So it's kind of hard not to like it. You know, the plot isn't too weird. It's not like they they took it into some weird direction just for the sake of being different or anything. It's pretty standard of what you would expect to get out of this. So I really, really. Love the idea that they carried this on the way that they should have, that they met their expectations, possibly even surpassed them in certain ways, and there's some more specific things that I can get into, but without uh, revealing too much on the spoiler side of things, the action is great, the humor is funny, the music is great, you know, I mean, the Mission Impossible theme is amazing, so can't go wrong with that the characters themselves are really fun when it comes to like who's on whose side and some different things like that. There's some stakes to this. So that's good. And I really just overall very, very impressed. And the only downside that I had with my movie going experience was MoviePass. Uh, It ended up crapping out on me and it cost me being able to save some money. So I took my frustrations out on that. I removed my, uh, you know, canceled my MoviePass account. Figured, good old middle finger when it comes to that. But even though I ended up paying the full price for this movie, which I really shouldn't have because MoviePass should have worked, I don't feel like I lost out on that. You know, I really, in a normal situation, I probably would have been upset about that and just kind of like, ah, crap, you know, this would have been free last month. At the very least, it would have only been a $6 surge charge. But you know what? Paying 15 bucks to go see this movie. I'm glad that I saw it. I'm glad I saw it in the theaters. I'm glad I saw it in a an environment where the crowd that I had seen it in, they actually were giggling at like some of the action, which is fun because it's just kind of like, ah, oh, it's so ridiculous. Like this person's like falling off a cliff and like different things like that. So I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I really recommend it for anybody who's a fan of this franchise. If you've seen the other movies, you should know what you're getting into, particularly if you've seen and like 3, 4, and 5. You're going to like number 6. Now that that's out of the way, let me get into some more in-depth talk on like the spoiler side of things. So, warning, everything going forward is a potential spoiler. If you've not seen the movie and you don't want to know what happens, bookmark this and go you know, check out the movie and then come back later on. Or maybe you don't care if you get spoiled. And if that's the case, then just continue going on and uh, don't say I didn't warn you, you know what I mean? So first things first, we have most of our core team. Uh, We're missing one of them. We're missing Brant. And that to me is one of my negatives. Um, I know that they probably would have incorporated him into the movie if they would have been able to, but scheduling conflicts with I think it was Tag and uh, Avengers made that kind of impossible to do. Uh, Mission Impossible. Eh, you know, whatever. Shut up, Tony. <laughs> uh, I I missed him in the movie. I think that he would have been fun to kind of play around with in a certain capacity, but I also feel like they were kind of already like stocked with people and I don't know where they would have incorporated him all that much. So maybe it wasn't too bad. That he wasn't in this. I would have liked maybe some kind of a line that explained why he wasn't, and I didn't catch that. If it's in the movie, if it did uh, have that kind of a part in there, then uh, by all means, let me know. Let me uh, toss them down in the comments below. And um, we, but we have uh, Tom Cruise, of course, is Ethan Hunt, same as always, our protagonist, our main hero. Uh, he nails it; he's a big hit. Uh, I still don't get how somebody that much older is still able to pull off all this stuff, you know, uh, he, he's getting up there. I mean, he's not, you know, 90 years old, but he's getting up there and he's still pulling it off, man. He still looks like a fucking action star. So major credit to Tom Cruise, uh, Simon Pegg is back as Benji Dunn, our lovable little sidekick. He's always great. Ving Rhames is always great to see him as Luther Stickle because Luther has been there from the very beginning. So he is a valuable member of that team. Ilsa Faust is back, and I I dug Ilsa in the last one. I thought that she was, I hate to use this phrase, it's so embedded into everybody's brains, but she was a strong female character uh, in the sense that she wasn't a damsel in distress, she was just another part of the team, and I think that she did another great job here. Uh, we had returning um, Alec Baldwin for director Hunley, and here's one of my positives and my negatives it's kind of a hit and a miss they give Hunley something to do and it's really cool and he is a good uh like supervisor role and everything and they kill him now I liked it and I didn't like it uh liked it I I liked it and I didn't like it my thing that I like about it is it shows that there are stakes. You know, you lose somebody that's on the team. And they had had this thing where his overseer in the first movie didn't carry on to the second one. Second movie, he's got Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins doesn't continue for number three because number three has Billy Crudup and Lawrence Fishburne. Neither of those return, obviously, because one of them dies. In Ghost Protocol, who that's... uh oh god what's his name i'm drawing a blank on his name um from batman begins uh tom i can only think of tom sizemore and it's totally not Tom, Siz- tom uh sizemore tom whatever his name is uh sorry uh, i'm not gonna look it up <laughs> he is like the overseer in ghost protocol and he gets killed and then you've got hunley in Rogue Nation, and they actually carried Hunley over, so I was very happy to see that, and I, I was happy to see that they gave him something to do. And I actually do kind of like the idea that they killed him off. But then I was kind of like, man, you know what? Then that means that we're not going to get Hunley in the next movie, but we're going to get Angela Bassett's uh, Erica Sloan, potentially, and that—that that is, if they have another movie, they might not. Now, I actually feel like this is a good enough ending. They didn't force it to be an ending. But they kind of alluded to the fact that this could be the ending. You know, at the end of this, again, spoilers, I'm telling you, we've got Solomon Lane is back into custody. He uh, is played, of course, by Sean Harris from the last time around. So continuing to have him back is another plus. We've got the White Widow. Vanessa Kirby's character is kind of being an informant of sorts. So she, she could maybe return. I didn't really dislike her character. I didn't really love it. She was kind of a, a hit or a miss. Eh, I don't really know. Uh, we have a little bit of closure when it comes to Julia, Michelle Monaghan's character, Ethan's ex wife. She is now with Wes Bentley, which that was a real surprise to me that it was Wes Bentley. It was just kind of like, wow, okay. But then again, this series does employ people that are name actors in small roles. I mean, we had in the first movie, Emilia Westevez gets killed off in the first couple of minutes of the movie. And we've got Ghost Protocol starts off with uh, Josh Holloway's character, I'm blanking on the name for that. Um, Oh, Tom Wilkinson. That was that guy's name, Tom Wilkinson. Uh, So they kill off, you know, uh, Holloway's character early on, they kill off Kerry Russell very early on. So they've had this kind of thing where they can bring people in for like smaller roles. So I really shouldn't be too shocked about Wes Bentley, but we get a little bit of closure for that. She's with him. She's happy. They're married. She is working a job that she really enjoys and everything. And Ethan seems to be with Elsa. Uh, No real closure when it comes to Benji and Luther. Um, But we do get closure when it comes to Walker, who is Henry Cavill. His character is a member of the CIA. He's an operative and also the bad guy. So, I get to see Henry Cavill be a bad guy for, I think, the first time that I've seen him in any of these movies. He's always been a hero. Um, He was a good guy in The Man from U.N.C.L.E. He's obviously a good guy when he's Superman, so uh, I guess he probably had a lot of fun playing that role, and (laughs) I hope that the mustache was worth it. I don't know why they needed to give him that mustache, but that ended up fucking up Justice League a little bit more, you know? Uh, But hey, you know what? He has played a good spy, and he's played a bad spy, and he's played a I guess technically a bad spy trying to be a good spy, whatever like that. I know that he said before that he wants to be the next James Bond. And I don't think that he should, uh, because I think that you should go with somebody who isn't also another character. So the fact that he's Superman, I think he should stay Superman, but if he were the next James Bond, I'd be okay with it. You know, good looking, dark haired, uh, British guy. I'm sold. Uh, so I liked his character in the movie. Um really character-wise, I just I pretty much liked everybody, because this is a Mission Impossible movie, so they all have character, and they're all, you know, doing their whole subterfuge and everything like that. So it's a fun ride. Uh, I mentioned before that the action is great. Um no real standout set pieces that I think are like wow moments more than anything else, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, they've every action scene was good. So, I'd rather take a lot of good than one absolutely great and everything else being bad or something like that. So, uh, I like that. Thumbs up when it comes to that. That's a hit. I mentioned the music, of course. That's a hit. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, spoiler-wise things that I haven't actually touched upon because, really, for the most part, I did a lot in the non-spoiler section. Uh, I think that more than anything else, if I was going to say that something was amiss, it's that we were missing Brant and I would have really had liked to have seen just one quick scene at the end there where maybe they had said something along the lines of like, all right, now that Hunley has been killed, Brant is going to take over as the guy who's calling the shots or something like that. Like, you know, like that might be kind of good or maybe something that kind of proves that Ethan's going to train more people and he's going to continue with the IMF and be sort of the new Hunley. Maybe that's the direction that they go in the next movie. I don't know if they do a next movie. I I don't know if I've heard anything about any kind of guarantees for that, but I am 100% down for if they do another movie because at this point, the Mission Impossible series has proven it's a damn good series. Uh, You know, Obviously, it's not going to win Oscars and stuff, but it doesn't have to. Not every movie has to be an Oscar bait type drama or, you know, the biggest uh, character's uh, study in the world. This is an action movie. It's a great action movie. And if you go into it, knowing what you're going to be getting because of the other movies, guaranteed you're going to like it. So this is definitely a hit for me very, very much in all regards for the most part. So those are my opinions. Uh, If you guys want to talk some more about this, drop a comment below and pose a question. We could talk some more. But also drop a comment telling me what you thought about the movie, uh, whether you liked it or you disliked it. What are some specifics of what you think are the hits and the misses and anything else that's going on like that? And I just want to thank you all for listening. And I want to invite you to do the usual stuff here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube and check off that little bell notification thing because I don't know when the next thing is coming up next, but... That way you get to know when I've posted a new video. You could also follow Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook and Twitter. Obviously, if you go to fanboysanonymous.com, you'll get more content because of the non-YouTube type of material that it's on there, like Weekend Geek and Six Flicks Picks and anything else that I've got in mind. Um, if you want to show your support for this in the future and you want me to try to build Fanboys to a you know an even higher level, then... Consider tossing some spare change my way. So, if you want to do it that way, uh, there's the Patreon, or you can buy a, a shirt or some other kind of merchandise over on T Public or Redbubble, or if you want to just cut to the chase, there's a PayPal button at the bottom of markoutmoment.com and FanboysAnonymous.com, and you can find them there. But overall, those are my opinions. That's all I got to say. Uh, thanks for listening. Again, this has been another review point. I'm Tony Mango, and I'm a fanboy. See you next time, everybody. It's time for me to geek out.